child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just preach to me, for I am the one. I am the Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. Hope that you're having a good morning and we thank you for taking time today to tune in with us as we're studying the Word of God together. We've entitled our study, A Journey Through Mark. And my, my, what a journey it, is, it has been thus far. We're looking today just a few verses in chapter number 8, and we'll try to read verse 10 down through 13. As we refer back to the lessons that we have uh, looked at in the scripture, in the context that we have seen over the past few days, we realize that Jesus had compassion on the multitudes. They had been with him for three days without having food to eat. And uh, he took seven loaves and some small fishes. And we, we realize and we remember as we've studied this, he blessed it and then he broke it. And then he gave it to the disciples who gave it to the multitudes. They, they ate until they were filled and there were seven large baskets left over. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 38, we find out that there were 4,000 men beside women and children. So you do the math. There was between 16 and 20,000 people that Jesus fed with these loaves and a few small fishes. Today, we begin our, our lesson this morning in chapter number eight and verse number 10, and we'll pick up reading there. And straightway, he entered into a ship with his disciples and came into the parts of Dalmanutha. And as we look at this, they actually sailed unto an unknown location. That is the exact location of this place is not known. The Bible says that uh, they, they sailed unto this place immediately after the feeding. They got into the boat and they went. As we think about that, Dal, Dalmanatha may have been a Greek name and uh, many, there are many uh, there were many in Israel, what is called watchtowers or migdals, and uh, it could have been very likely that it was uh, a watchtower, a place that had been designated uh, to watch for the enemies. And as we think about this, Dalmanutha's exact location, and that word is a, a difficult word to say, but it must have been in the vicinity of Magdala. 
the home of um, the village of Mary Magdalene. And Jesus frequented that village as well. There was a synagogue in that village, and we had the privilege while we were in Israel to go to the ruins of Magdala, which was a recent history, has uncovered the archaeological ruins of that city. In verse number 15 of Matthew, or chapter 15, rather, in verse number 39 of Matthew's gospel, he, and the Bible says, and he sent away the multitude and took ship and came into the coast of Magdala. So this place, this unknown location, must have been close by to the, the village of Magdala. But not only did he sail to an unknown location, but I want you to notice in verse 11, if you have your Bible, the sinister and underhanded tempting. In verse number 11, the Bible says, And the Pharisees came forth and began to question him, seeking of him a sign from heaven, tempting him. Now, Jesus had landed, and I believe he landed somewhere south of Capernaum, where it is likely that the Pharisees had set up their Galilean headquarters. The news of Jesus' arrival soon spread throughout all Galilee, and I believe that, that the, the master has returned and he's there. And so the Pharisees soon heard that Jesus was in a certain location, and so they made their way there. And so they were trying to find fault in the Lord, and we know that from our previous studies, to accuse him. And they found fault in his disciples, you'll recall, over their hand washing and the ritual that they did not perform before they ate. They were looking for something to stop Jesus from doing what he was doing. In fact, they had it in their heart. They wanted him gone. They wanted him dead. And they were willing not to stop until it was done. We see that they were trying to find him and find fault. And they came to him and they began to question him, seeking of him a sign and tempting him. Now, as we look at this, in verse number 12, we're going to continue. We see the Savior's unanswered question. The Bible says in verse 12, and he sighed deeply in his spirit. And to sigh means to uh, just to, to breathe heavily. And uh, sometimes you will be in a situation where maybe you breathe heavily and you think, oh, this is just ridiculous. And you sigh. And that's what Jesus was doing as well. He sighed deeply in his spirit in disappointment and saith, why does this generation seek after a sign? Verily, I say unto you, there shall no sign be given unto this generation. Now, in verse number 11, we found out that the Pharisees, according to the Bible, were tempting Jesus, asking for a sign. Now, why was asking for a sign wrong? Well, their asking for a sign was wrong simply because they wanted Jesus to prove that he was the Messiah. Rather than believing by faith in him who had already proved it time and time again in his ability to perform miracles, in his great teaching and preaching and the wisdom that he had, they asked him a particular sign. And they wanted him to do something particular for them, to demonstrate 
for them. And Jesus did not buy in to their line of thinking. This was much like the temptation in the wilderness when the spirit took Jesus there and Satan came and tempted him and said something similar to this. If thou be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And we know what Jesus said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And that's exactly what these Pharisees were doing. There was, And this brought a discouragement to the Lord. Notice again, verse number 12, and he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why doth this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, there shall no sign be given unto this generation. This was a strong and stern promise. It was really an oath that Jesus said, and he makes that promise. He makes that assurity. Matthew's gospel records this in chapter number 16 in verse 4. And he said these words, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. The sign of Jonas refers to Jonah being in the belly of the whale, the great fish, three days and three nights. As Jesus prophesied that he would be in the grave three days and three nights. And that was the only sign that he was going to show to the Pharisees. The Bible says in chapter number eight of the book of Mark and verse number 13, and he left them and entering into the ship again departed to the other side. So Jesus now leaves, crosses back over the Sea of Galilee to the eastern shore, and that is toward the country of Jordan today. We'll stop right there for today. I see that our time has already come and passed. We thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for studying God's word along with us. I hope and pray that you've been benefited and blessed by this study. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, bidding you a great day. May God bless you is our prayer. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just preach to me, for I am the one. I am the See